<laughs> Look at Matt's background. That's great. <laughs> Welcome to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode 264. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm joined by Tampa Dave, Mike Smith, and Matt. All right, guys. How's it going tonight, fellas? It's going good, man. Good, good. Hanging out. You know Mike's having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just – my yeah. son just finished his football. So, to celebrate him becoming a man, there's <laughs> no better way to – cheers, gentlemen. I mean, there's no better celebration, am I right? <laughs> football is jacked. I mean, you can't, can't get much better than that. Exactly. So the season's the finally upon us. It is. The Bills, we have our first preseason game on Saturday. I mean, it almost doesn't feel like it's here. This was such a long offseason, it feels like, but we're finally back. Uh, and this is going to be probably the most highly anticipated Bills season, at least I can remember. I know you, Mike and Dave, you guys are, are older than me, so you probably can look back and maybe say there was another season, but at least for me, looking back, in my in my fandom, this is by far the most hype I've ever experienced. Yeah, yeah that's how I became good. a fan. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how, how old David is, but I just turned thirty seven. So like, that's mm-hmm. when I grew up. Like, I think I was five or six when the Bills went to their first Super Bowl. So like that four year run and all through the nineties, right there, we had the K gun offense. We were crushing it. We just, <laughs> just couldn't seal the deal. Yeah, I think uh, so. I'm I'm uh, I'm 33. I had to think about it for a second, but I just turned 33. I think uh, you know how that is. But uh, I think the last time I was this excited for a season is when we signed Drew Bledsoe. I remember when we signed Drew Bledsoe. That was like a huge deal for the Bills, and that was like that off season. I remember being just super hype. I mean, it panned out a little bit for us, not as not as much as you would expect. But uh, this this um, this off season has definitely been the most hype I've been in a long time. Yeah, the hype that year was that 2002 we signed him. I mean, something like that. I think, yeah. 2002, yeah, something like that. I vaguely remember it. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. We had Marshawn Lynch. We missed the play this much that year, so we had McGahey as well. I remember they did that kind of. uh, I can't remember which game it was, but they did the the fake goal line sneak and then ditched it off to McGahey, and he ran it in for a touchdown. Good times. Yeah, see, that was like right before I like actually started getting into the Bills because I was a little too young at that point. I I basically was right at the end of JP Lossman. Trent Edwards oh, is like geez. right where I started my Bills <laughs> fandom. So I mean, I've I've seen some bad quarterback play and and mm. some bad seasons, but I mean, I think just going back to this off season, it really seems like Brandon Bean has come in and. It's it's almost like they've taken this all-in approach. They've really been aggressive as far as the moves they've made, and all the moves have been to positions that everyone has really looked at and said, these are the areas that the Bills need to improve on. And one was the defensive line, which they totally rebuilt. They brought in Von Miller to a struggling pass rush, and then they added some weapons in the in the backfield. They added Roger Saffold, and then, of course, they drafted Kyer Elam uh, to be that true lockdown corner opposite of Trey White. So some really big moves. It almost seems like this is almost an all or nothing type season going into it, especially with, with key players like Knox, uh, Edmonds, and Poyer all in contract years. Yeah, well, and no. I mean, go, yeah, uh, go ahead, guys. Yeah, well, no, absolutely, for sure. Go, going sorry, to the – Sorry, Mike. Yeah, what I was going to say, going back to those additions, I like – the players we brought, you know, Phillips and um, the other end we brought back, they yeah, didn't perform Lawson. well. Out- Jack Lawson. Lawson, yeah. They they did well in Buffalo to have those guys back on, on that rotation. That's coming. I was going to say that I, I, I politely disagree. I don't think this is an all-in year for us. I think I think this is just I think we're we're kind of like building the foundation. Like obviously we've been building the foundation think, for a while, right? But signing signing Von Miller to like a six year deal, like obviously he's going to be in crutches by the time he's he hits that the six year of that deal. He's going to be a little bit older, but I I, I get where you're coming from in terms of like the deal, contracts honestly. and things like things like that. Yeah, it's more like a three year deal. I, I get where you're coming from in terms of the contracts, but I I think at the end of the day we're going to wind up. You know, they just keep adding more and more depth and. 
just like you said with like those defensive linemen, like I'd say the weak point of, of our uh, or of our entire team right now is probably the interior uh, defensive line mm-hmm. because we don't have an absolute stud. I mean, Ed Oliver's really good. He's not like tops in the league, but we 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 fix that by adding depth. Like right. Tim yeah. Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones. Um, Tim Settle from Washington. Yeah, Daquan Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Phillips. So. Right. We're in a really yeah. good spot. Right, yeah, but we you also have to look at from the perspective that you have an all-pro safety employer who's probably looking at his last big contract, and if you're Poyer going into the your 30s, you're probably not going to get another big payday, so he may not even be looking for a home team discount. So, I mean, if if they don't, you know, win this season, they could be, you know, trying to replace a player like that on their defense who has really been a big a big part of their team and I mean, I think Poyer's replaceable, but I mean, as as you know, the years progress and Allen's contract r- starts to affect the cap because it still hasn't really affected the cap too much because of the way the first couple years were structured. But I mean, we've seen Bean do a really good job at at retaining talent over the years, but that's going to be something. Uh, it's going to be interesting going forward. But kind of to shift gears here to training camp, uh, the Bills wrapped up their portion of training camp in Rochester. And unfortunately I wasn't able to make it uh, just because of work and uh, you know, the limited ticket uh, scheduling that they, that they did or the allocation system that they did, uh, which really wasn't that great, but either way, just based off reports, I think uh, guys, we could say so far so good in training camp. Uh, what have you guys really uh, liked so far from training camp? Maybe what you haven't liked from reports, but I guess we'll go around starting with Dave. Yeah, I would say um, I'm really um, just hearing about like the rookies. I think the rookies are doing a really great job. Um, um, I'm hearing a lot of good things about that linebacker from uh, Baylor Bernard. Um, I think, you know, he's doing a really great job. And um, we touched on this uh, previously before we went live was talking about Isaiah McKenzie and Josh Allen, you know, naming him essentially the MVP of uh, training camp. I, I really would love to see how a defense is going to be able to stop our offense. I mean, yes, I'm tooting a horn and I don't want to sound too cocky, but when you really look at the whole layout, you know, we got Diggs on one side, Davis on the other, you know, Diggs is, is consistently top, top five wide receiver in the league, top 10 at, at the very minimum. Gabe Davis is emerging as a, a solid target. And then Isaiah McKenzie sitting in the slot, you know, we have Dawson Knox to take over the middle. And then we also have AJ Howard or OJ Howard on the back end if he pans out. But it sounds like those other two tight ends are doing well as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been really interesting to hear about training camp. So it's been it's been good. All right, Mike, any thoughts on training camp? The way this team structured and how well they performed last year, obviously we have not rookies with some team. Allen, I mean, means and doing a really good job, but it's just the way that, that the team is strong, guys. We have depth on both sides of the ball, so I'm just excited to see what, what it's going to I don't think they're going to be missing a beat. I, I think with a shortened preseason, you're going to see an amazing arsenal, and I mean, our backup quarterback that could legitimately start for a couple. I literally think that even with the short end, they're going to just put up points because we have so much depth. It's hard not to put up points when you have that much talent on your roster. So uh, the, the breakdown between the running backs, how they start to split up the carries, because Singletary definitely came up. Uh, I'd like to see how they are going to work the other backs in or are they going to keep the workload hands for at least the first half of the season. Yeah, I think Matt's having some uh, technical difficulties now, so we'll see if he's able to get back in. Uh, But for me, I guess, kind of just touching on what both of you guys said, running backs, I'm I'm really excited to see how they work in James Cook. I think his role is probably going to be a little unique compared to the other backs. We could see a hybrid-type role from him where we see him – used a lot as a pass catcher, but we also see him used uh, lined up at some different spots on the offense. Like 
out wide or something because he showed he could do that in Georgia. And that's just another uh, unique weapon that, that the Bills have, almost like a McKenzie type type weapon, like a player you can use as a gadget player. He can do a couple different type things. And I like Duke Johnson too. I mean, that's a guy I think we don't really mention uh, just because of Singletary and Cook, but I think Johnson's a, a solid veteran back, at least a good third down back at, at special teamer. So, I mean, I think the running back room is probably the strongest it has been uh, since probably we've had McCoy. So I think the running backs are looking solid as well as the receivers. Offensive line, uh, I think the, the top five is a good unit. It's not a great unit. It's probably towards the middle of the pack in the league, but my concerns with that are player availability. Uh, yesterday was the first padded practice where all five players played together, and yet we're still a, a month away from the regular season. But when the regular season rolls around, are we going to see another banged-up Bills offensive line where we have several different weeks where we're starting different guys? And, you know, due to the offensive line play, uh, we, we lose a, a couple games that maybe we shouldn't have lost. So that's probably, to me, still the biggest concern. Uh, can guys stay healthy? And, you know, can the guys, if if the depth guys need to step up, will they step up? I mean, that is, that's a big concern to me. Yeah, I think, uh, I think part of, of what you're saying, I agree with the vast majority of what you're saying. Um, and especially you, you hit on something when we were, you were talking about, uh, having um, some offensive linemen out. And because of that, we had lost some games. I really think having Ken Dorsey as our offensive coordinator is going to shift a lot of those situations. You know, I remember last year watching the Jacksonville game and watching Cody Ford just get absolutely demolished in the middle of the, you know, in the interior offensive line against a Jaguars, you know, defensive tackle. I think he was like their first round pick a couple years ago, whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. All I kept saying to the TV was run the ball, run the ball. And I don't think Ken Dorsey is going to be making those kind of mistakes. I think that he has, he has a more, more of a uh, wits about him. Dayball was great. Don't get me wrong, but there were, there were times when you would watch a game and you would see like the obvious answer in front of you. And um, I don't think he really like capitalized on that. Um, I would just want to make a bold prediction real quick. I think uh, by the latest, by week six against Kansas City, that's when James Cook is going to take over the starting roles as, as our uh, lead running back. Yeah, I think, honestly, this is just kind of my personal take on it. I think, if anything, we'll kind of see like a thunder and lightning type thing, kind of like Singletary and Cook are both going to be vocal points in this offense. I think that Singletary still has a lot of skills uh, that you don't get out of Cook that that are going to be useful. Like, I don't think Cook is is a type of running back who's just going to run it down your throat. I mean, Singletary may not necessarily be that, you know, Jonathan Taylor type, or he's not on Jonathan Taylor's level, but you get what I'm saying. He's, he's a guy who's going to go through the tackles, go up the middle, and he works for his yards. Cook, on the, on the other hand, he's good, but I mean, I don't think he has a physical strength that Singletary has. And one one game that really stands out to me last season is that New England game. He really didn't have like a great game statistically, but he just did a lot of really good things. You know, a couple plays where he just trucked some guys, dragging some New England defenders, picking up those tough extra yards. And I mean, just looking at his stats the last five weeks, uh, the Bills used him more. He was more productive. So, I mean, I think, you know, yes, I'm excited about James Cook, but we still can't forget about Devin Singletary because I still think Singletary is a very talented running back. I mean, I agree with kind of what both of you guys, as a former running back and playing the position, you have the stigma when you're trying to beat out the bigger, more body mass, taller. It's hard when you're not is fast and you don't have that breakaway speed because the end of the day they but they also want explosiveness where I could definitely see a situation but I could also see another situation where Singletary keeps his job but if Singletary I mean they spent a draft pick relatively early on, on Cook so it's not like something already thinking right. of Pre-draft, anyway. So, 
So we'll have to see how that plays out. But out of the time being, I think it'll be more of a I think it'll be more of a one-two punch where situation later point where you were talking about sometimes you just need to run the ball. I think at that point they're also going to do it some screens, find other ways to get each of them touches of the ball, and that's the big thing that they're going to be looking for. I I really like that point. Uh, you know that you just hit on. I think they're going to find a lot of different ways to use cook. I don't think he's necessarily going to be maybe even a workhorse back. If you look at how he was used at Georgia, he really wasn't used kind of like a Dalvin cook type back, you know, his brother work workhorse true three down back, you know, where you're always looking to pound the rock with him. They use him a lot of different ways. And I think that's a reason the Bills ended up selecting him because, I mean, there are some other good running backs available, but not, no one in this draft, at least running back-wise, had the talent that Cook had, and that's why that pick really excites me. I, yeah, he's going to be our home run hitter for sure. If he could be anything like his brother, good luck stopping the Bills. Oh Well, and the, the pick going on that, I mean, the other thing is that was a crowd. Band, that's a, a powerhouse, so they actually go. have all that talent. So he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him in consideration because, I mean, not taking all those hits, not having all that, all the touches, but with the limited amount of touches he did have, I mean, that that's the sign of things to come. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, sorry, guys, I don't know what the hell went out with that. Um, he wasn't – Georgia ran kind of like a, a two-running back formation. They they really split cover, uh, split touches, Carries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. White. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and Cook, Cook it was like so explosive in that, you know, that national championship. And then that uh, – I can't remember. It was the Rose Bowl against Michigan. So, you know, yeah, he's a big he time had some player. really – he burned Michigan a couple times. Like his speed, second-level speed just really changed that game a couple plays. Yeah, and, and that's something I really look for in college running backs. Like, if in those big moments when they really – when the biggest moments is when they're at their best. Like, you look at, like, Ezekiel Elliott from a few years ago. I know he's Jonathan a little Taylor past his too. Prime. Right. Jonathan Taylor, uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, back at Stanford. You know, I think it was the Rose Bowl. You know, he had, like, you know, 400 yards from scrimmage that game. He's just so – yeah, I'm, I can't wait for Cook. Uh, Cook. I think, I think Buffalo is going to – probably be run, more running back by committee. I'm sorry if you guys already covered this, but I, I wouldn't be shocked towards the end of the season if Cook is, you know, that kind of yeah, that we, we talk, Yeah, we one. talked about that too, but my, I just my think... My bold prediction was week six. Week six, okay. By the latest, yeah. I, I'd I, say a little bit later than that, but... I think either way, they still do. They still use two back, two back approach, whether, whether it's Singletary 1A or Cook 1A. I think that both backs kind of bring a little different skill sets to the table. So, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. what's interesting too is yeah. switching to. Sorry to cut you off, is um, okay. Dave, but uh, Ken Dorsey switching. You know, instead of Dable, you know, Dable really loved to run the ball. You know, I know which annoyed us as Bills fans sometimes. Like you have Josh Allen, let him cook, but sometimes you know he really loved to you know run it. You know, first second down, let Allen you know do his thing on third down. So. Dorsey's more of, you know, known for the, the quarterback game. So I wonder if the running backs are even, I'm not going to say extinct from the Bills offense, but if they really take a, a step back, you know, it, going forward. It's interesting you said that because, you know, Dave was excited for Dorsey, you know, potentially running the ball more. But, I mean, I think maybe a, a bigger takeaway from that would be maybe part of the issue was adjustments and that there was – several times where you know the bills would get into these games and we would just see that they didn't make the necessary changes on offense that they needed to uh you know mid game or until it was too late i mean one game i'll really point to was that tampa bay game i mean i just remember just i was so frustrated watching that game for you know screaming at my tv until like finally you know midway through the the third quarter when the bills were already down like 
24 to three, you know, they're finally like, here, Josh, you know, you do your thing. But I mean, it was the same as the same way in the, I was in the say, Kansas the, the City playoff game. game. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, it was a divisional game. But yeah, conference the, conference the same game, thing yeah. in the divisional game. It was pretty much the same, the same thing in the Jacksonville game too. So, I mean, we'll see is, does Dorsey make more adjustments? I mean, mid game adjustments. I'm just hoping Josh doesn't have to carry the load running the ball as well. Yeah, no, I I, I, hate, I agree I on that too. I do quarterback sweeps. I like doing running a quarterback sweep to me with Josh Allen is just like the only time Josh should run thing. with the ball is like if there's an absolute breakdown and like he's got like 30 yards of green ahead of him and he's got everyone beat and he just wants to pick up 40 yards because he's faster than everyone else. No, my that, thing like, right there is if if. It's Josh Allen. It doesn't have to be uh, in the playbook. Like sometimes it's third down and you got to get a first down decision. You know, you got to do what you have to do. But yeah, we don't have to do design rollouts for down just to just to, you know, get our quarterback hit who we just paid four hundred million dollars to. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100 oh, percent. And well, you know, I, I think that game against Kansas City going, I think what was it, week five. There was times when Josh just said, fuck it, give me the ball. And I think he, he called, you know, I heard he called three design runs for himself. And I think all three of them were third down. So I, I'm going to disagree with that to an extent. I almost want to see Josh carry the ball more. And also that Monday night game, I know the it was about 50 miles an hour wins. I know, Ben, you were there. I think there was a, at least two or three Josh Allen design runs in a row. And all three of them worked really well. So I think I, for me, it's more just the sweeps. I hate I hate watching them ro- run these quarterback sweeps. At least they didn't work in the beginning of the season. I think they finally fine tuned them as they went down the line here, you know. And they would run traps and pull guards right. and kick people out. And then you know when they started doing read option, where Josh was reading the end man on the line of scrimmage, and then su- sucking him in and then taking off of the ball. That made a lot of sense. But like those those initial like, hey, I'm gonna sit in the shotgun, snap me the ball, and then I'm gonna run to the right like i just didn't see that is a, a very effective strategy for us until i mean further down the line I'm sure. yeah i mean i think now that they're, they're at the point where they have enough weapons where they don't need josh to do it all they have like a legitimate like number yeah. two tight end who could actually yeah. like be a weapon in my opinion at least. They, have, too. they have a really good like really good duo at slot tight end like whether you know you think crowder makes a team i personally think he makes a team just based off of his contract, I mean, it, it wasn't that big of a contract anyways. I don't see a reason in, in cutting him, especially when he's going to be an asset on offense. But, I mean, I guess if they were to get someone like OBJ, I mean, that might be a different story. But, I mean, that is something uh, all of us have you know, talked about. Uh, and, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on, on, on OBJ? I mean, Personally, I would take him just based off the fact that you look at what he did on the Rams last season. He fit that role perfectly. He came in. He made plays when he needed to make plays. If he shows up and, you know, stays quiet, isn't dis- distraction like he was in L.A., I am perfectly fine with him as my number fourth receiver. Yeah, I agree. I would. The, the question is not whether I would take him in Buffalo because I would take him. I still think he has, you know, like we saw last year. I mean, he was I mean, probably he's not even Super Bowl MVP. Yet. Super Bowl MVP until he tore that, you know, his ACL again, um, which, again, two seasons he's coming off ACL injuries. So it's is his body like, like it used to be. But, yeah, I, I would take him in Buffalo. It's, it's, it's how much are we going to pay him. And if, if you can get him, if he's willing to take a discount, you know, I would say anything over six, seven million dollars, no. But and if I think he behaves, you know, I, I think we saw him in. I mean, I think OBJ is on been unfairly criticized at times. Just about everyone I've heard says he was a great teammate, and Cleveland is just a dumpster fire. I mean, he wasn't the problem there. And, and I know, think New York, New York is the same. It's way, New York too. City. It's yeah. New York is just it's hard to play, and I think you know playing in Buffalo with a guy like Josh Allen who in and he's matured at this point too because it's, it's been a couple of years since he's and, really, and we know, you know he has a great anything. relationship with Von Miller who's trying to recruit him, so I, I think he would behave in Buffalo, and I think he would you know uh, you know adore the Bills Mafia. So if he's willing to take that cut and you know 
have a condensed role, I think he can be a good part of this offense, and I would take him. But there are some red flags, mostly his health, and is he willing to take that pay cut is why I would say a little bit on the edge for him. Here are my concerns. I, I, I'm in line with what you're saying, right? I, I, I think he would be an asset to any football team. He would, he, he would, he would be a great asset. My concerns are the fact that he is such a big personality, right? He's a huge personality. He's, if he's not getting the, if he's, if he's our fourth wide receiver, do you think that he's going to, he's going to be happy with his, his production? And, and, and if not, who are they going to move out of the way to make him more prominent within the offense? And if we do that, then it's an upset the other guys in the locker room to know that, Hey, I've been working my butt off with this team for four years, five years, whatever it may be. And now I'm taking a back seat to someone who just signed on this year. I'm not saying that that's exactly how it's going to go. I just know that with that type of bringing in that type of personality in the locker room, you really have to massage that situation and hope for the best because, you know, we've seen him have those temper tantrums in New York and in Cleveland and the whole thing with putting Baker Mayfield out the drive because Baker Mayfield wasn't as accurate as he wanted. I get Josh has a higher level of, of um, accuracy and also like a higher ceiling to him other than Baker Mayfield. I, I just, I, 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 it worries me. It really does. You and, know what I mean? And Dave, I want to touch on something real quick. You said that I think is a good point about him not getting the touches. You got to remember when he went to LA, Robert Woods had just, he signed, I think a couple days before Woods tore his ACL and OBJ was probably going to be a luxury and he kind of became a necessity. So if Woods doesn't get hurt, he probably doesn't get the touches that he even got in LA. And we maybe don't see that same explosive OBJ um, that we saw the early years in the Giants. So who knows how that even turns up. There's a so big that, that's difference. a really good point. There's a big difference between being wide number receiver number three and being wide receiver well, number Well, no, he, they also uh, – who was their other Rams he would, receiver? He would, be, he would technically be four here. There, he was a slot. He would have filled in the he slot. He was a two there, yeah, especially after – you know, uh, well, you have, got, you have Cup, Woods, and then you would have had OBJ. But Woods, Woods, you're getting Woods Van Jefferson there. too. Van, Van Jefferson is your number three too. Yeah. I mean, so oh, I I'll take OBJ, OBJ over Van Jefferson. I mean, I Van Jefferson, I think, was more productive last year than OBJ. Oh, he's, OBJ signed on like halfway through the season. Well, right, o- but that's OBJ what he, was he would do the same thing in Buffalo. He's coming back November, December, gonna play the last couple weeks in the Super Bowl. You wouldn't take that. You're, so you're, you're, you're putting up the hypothetical situation of him signing with us like halfway through the season? I think that's probably what happens because, I mean, he's going to be if rehabbing he was that injury. Really I, don't, him yeah, I don't think he's yeah, going to sign I, I, until he's ready to come back. That's just uh, what my, I think. my thing with OBJ is he's either A, yeah, he's going to A, to sign for a team like a Jacksonville or Atlanta, a team who's not very good, has a lot of money. He's just going to say, I won my Super Bowl. Screw it. Let me get paid. Or, yeah, halfway through the season, there's going to be an injury to a team or a team like, you know, the Packers who really need receivers might say, hey, dude, we need you. So I, I agree with um, you, Ben, that it's I don't think we're going to see him for a full year. Obviously, he's not going to play a full year anyway, but he's not going to get signed until a team really needs him. Yeah, or he's ready to play. I mean, what are your thoughts, Mike? You want OBJ? Yeah, sorry, Mike. No, there's off, several things right here that you can tell. Fun. I mean, first of all, and, and he's already got that chemistry with Von Miller. Um, he, he's going to be a discount, not, not going to be eligible for a full season. So no matter where he goes, he's coming off two ACL injuries. He's in the room where he's about to get top dollar anyway. So no matter where he goes, it's going to be a discount. Maybe you have one of those scenarios that sucks, that has a lot of money, can throw a bag at him, and he can prove himself. But I don't think he wants to go play on dumpster fire teams. I don't think he appreciated that at all. I don't think he even minds taking a set, but how powerful that offense is. You got to look at it. I mean, Josh Allen is going to throw for probably 4,500 yards. Plenty of yardage. There's plenty of touches. And Josh Allen, what do we project for Josh Allen? Sean passes. So there's plenty of opportunities in this offense where maybe he's not he's not getting the yardage he's used to, but end zones and touchdowns, he can still be an asset. I think he, I think winning the Super Bowl, it, it's nice that he was in that game, but 
as a player, you got to feel, feel like he didn't get to close that out. Like, True. leaving at riding it all the way to the end, that had to hurt so bad. I think he wants the opportunity that game out and have another opportunity to win again. So yeah. I, I think there's a trick could be somebody like Buffalo or you even mentioned the Packers where they're listening to the athletic trainer that's working with them. They're checking updates on his estimated time of return could be for him. And they're like, hey, you know, we want to bring you in. Teams out there right now, Bills included, that can bring them in right now and then say, hey, I don't know what the timetable is. You can say it's week six, week eight. I'm not sure exactly what the timetable is. Rush, we want you for the playoffs. And it gets, you know, we have a team right now. We can go the whole season. We need you or just depth because they're like, we don't know how this team's going to finish from start to finish. Another target on offense, another red zone threat, another speedster down the field. I mean, it's bad for the Buffalo Bills because I think coming into it, he would already have lower expectations. Number one, he's definitely not going to take over the number two spot. I think Gabe Davis has got that solid. McKechnie they run four, four and five wide all the time anyway, so I don't think there's situ- he's not going to be in- involved in the game. Getting, you know, three to five, it's not that bad because it, it's the production he's going to get out of that. Because if you line them up five wide, when the fourth receiver could literally be the one or two receiver on several, a tremendous difficult time trying to guard everybody on the field because you can't anyone and then you also have two tight ends all over the place two really good tight ends as well yeah running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield well just imagine there you go so you got gabe you got uh um, you got mckenzie then you would have odell and then you have either run a tight end or you can have one one of the running backs out there. I mean, at that point, you can interchange five threats that can go out, catch a pass. Uh, I mean, Knox can block. Clearly, he can go. So you can't you can't double anybody, and that's well, going to be a problem. I think another for any thing defense. too is is that I think Odell, honestly, like to me, he compares a lot to Diggs. I'm not saying he's as good as Diggs because he's he's definitely not, especially at this point in his career. Not but career, they're yeah. very similar players as far as what they do, how they get open, how they win battles, athletic ability, size, you know what. So if if the Bills were to get an OBJ, I mean that's also, you know, less snaps that they have to that they have to give to digs too i mean that's less tread on or tread on digs tires long long term less tread on his tires in the regular season i mean he'll be better more fresh in the playoffs you know and 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 then you know they can't double cover digs and and then you know leave davis and beckham on the other side unattended you know what i mean so i mean i think that really just opens up pandora's box for this offense and i i think if they get Beckham, I really think like this offense is gonna that really takes it to the upper echelon as far so as you know ben, potential. Let me ask you this: um, with all the receivers that we have, we sign OBJ, right? What is the absolute ceiling for him within this I mean, offense? Realistically, I think with all these receivers. I- I mean, what I want OBJ to do is I want him to come in in the playoffs. I want him to do exactly what he did with the Rams. Get open, make plays when you need him to, get the big first downs, and catch touchdown passes because he has experience, you know, doing that. You know, why not bring another experienced veteran receiver in, another guy who can mentor the the young guys because, I mean, I know we're all really excited for from what we – from what, you know – We've seen from Gabe in the past, especially after that playoff season. And, you know, we've seen samples of Gabe Davis, but we also haven't seen an expanded role from Gabe Davis. So, I mean, 
I think everyone says Gabe is ready to step into the number two role, and I, I really think he is. But, I mean, that's another thing, too. I mean, I think it's a little too early to just pencil in and say, yeah, Gabe Davis is this elite number two receiver because all last year he couldn't beat out Emmanuel Sanders for the number two, two job. And then, yeah, he had that big, big playoff game. But, I mean, the Chiefs were doubling the heck out of, out of Diggs. And then, I mean, their secondary – is, is really not that impressive, to be honest with you. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I'm super excited for Gabe, but, I mean, is is he also ready for, for that role? Put this yeah, into that's, perspective that's, that's real quick, Matt. Gabe Davis was the fourth target, okay? Now, he had 11 games started, 62 target catches, just under 600 yards, 17 touchdowns that's as the fourth target in buffalo so if you would pencil him in it which i'm not even sure he's fourth but you could take in the production of the tight end that there's still plenty of opportunity there's right or running backs too so much offense in buffalo the ball and i really think like i know like there was that huge video like where like he went out and he threw or his dad threw Baker under the bus. I really think that was just to get him out of Cleveland. I don't think he really was upset about his targets or anything like that, because obviously it really, it didn't seem to bother him going to, to the Rams where they had a, you know, three, four other competent pass catchers who were getting steady targets. So, I mean, I mean, you saw what he, what he's posted on, on Instagram. I mean, he, he knows what his role would be in Buffalo, and it it seems like he wants to play here at least. Well, well, yeah, kind of like like what I was saying, when he signed with LA, he was the number three receiver. I mean, Robert Woods was the two, and obviously Cup was the one. And I think OBJ and then, went and then there. And you saw Van Jefferson too at a, a yeah. very solid. My season. only thing is, I I guess what I would say though is. OBJ, I think, proved a lot of people wrong. The people that said he was washed, that he he wasn't the same OBJ, and he probably isn't what he was, you know, back in the early Giants days. But he saw that we saw that he still can play ball. I think his stock, had he not torn his ACL in that Super Bowl, I think he a lot of teams would have been really pushing for him, and he, he probably would have been getting you know sixteen, seventeen million dollars a year. So I still think that he wants to get that wide receiver you know, two money and that he would prefer that to go to a team where he's going to get a lot of targets. But I, we, sorry, I'm kind of breaking up here. I think that we like in this, why that OBJ doesn't like football is just, it's such a, like we saw how emotional he was during the Super Bowl. You could say, well, was he got injured during the game, but, and once, but he's tasted winning. And I, I think Mike, you brought up a really good point. He wasn't able to finish that game. How much more special would it be to, play a whole part of a Super Bowl, maybe be an MVP. So I, I still think he has some left in the tank, and he wants to play for a contender. So that's why I think the Bills should, if he's willing to pay, play for, you know, a cheap, you know, pay cut, I say sign him the hell up. He has a good relationship with Andre Reid, you know, so he has some connections to upstate New York. So we'll see, but I, I think the Bills should go for it. I hate to I hate to interrupt you guys. I got to hop. All right, well, Dave, right. thanks so much uh, for thanks, joining Dave. us. And, Absolutely. And again, your Instagram is the D Miller. So if anyone wants to follow uh, <laughs> Dave's Instagram, that's Tampa Dave. Everyone, uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna jump in uh, on our uh, preseason preview now. So, uh, Dave, again, thank you for tuning in. So now, thanks, now that we just have the two. The two, the two M's, I guess, Mike and Matt. All right, so we're going to get into preseason game one. I'm going there. So, I mean, I know Allen's not playing, but we'll see a, probably a, a decent uh, dosage of uh, some starters, I, I would think so. Uh, Just good probably to have not the secondary. Yeah, it's going to be great being back in that we, stadium. When was the last time we went to the – it's been, what, three years since, since we got to the Ralph, you know, so. I, no, I was there last year, so. But anyways, oh, okay. yeah, but yes, but either way, it's, it's going to be amazing. First, uh, Bill's action, of course, since that Chiefs game. And guys, I know we really can't take a lot away from the preseason games, 
except maybe for a couple players like rookies, veterans that are trying to uh, fight for roster spots. But is there anything in particular that either of you guys are looking for uh, in this first preseason matchup against the Colts? I mean, the only thing I'm going to be looking for, and we touched about uh, Cook in the offense going forward, is the only way you become the guy black, especially with the pass heavy offense like the Bills, like how well is he going to be able to protect the qualm? So he's definitely yeah. That's one thing that I think the Bills even mentioned too is they needed he needed to get better in his run blocking. Or pass blocking. Absolutely, it's it's clutch, and 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 that's one of those things where it doesn't matter how good you are when you have, have the ball, you're just going to be limited no matter what for the quarterback because you're not. And, and I think passes. that's where Singletary kind of gets the upper hand over him is because Singletary is a pretty good pass blocker. Uh, He's he solid. Yeah. Be, he may not be the best running back in the world, but I mean. I mean, I, I like Singletary overall. He's not a – he's not the – I think he's like a mid-tier running back. But, I mean, I think in a good running back by committee, I would have him on my committee, you know. I – you know, I kind of think back to the Fred Jackson, C.J. Spiller days. Like a he's running back duo that's like that. Exactly. You got your your – guy who can run in between the the tackles who's going to hit you hard and he can still you know catch passes I think Singletary kind of fits that Fred Jackson type role and then you have your home run hitter the shifty guy who's going to break everyone ankle everyone's ankles and uh and James Cook and I think that could be a really fun duo uh, and I think it's going to keep a lot of defenses honest and I I'm really hoping uh we get a semblance of a running game because if the Bills are able to establish the run and have a guy who could, you know, take a screen pass, you know, uh, take an end around or even just, you know, run up the middle, find a crease and hit the hole and take it 80 yards. I mean, that's just going to make this this offense even deadlier. Yeah, I mean, we saw it a little bit with Moss last year, but I, I think he doesn't have nearly the explosive capabilities that Cook has which I, I definitely think was something that's been missing from the Bills offense. You know, someone who can catch it from the back or just, you know, even run it from the back, you know, and break loose. So, no, I, I agree. It's exciting and times for this offense. And we've had a lot of talk about Crowder being a surprising cut candidate. What are your guys' uh, thoughts on that? Well, I mean, but they have so many targets, so many weapons. Yeah. I mean – Outer the the thing working eligibility like being there and his history of is definitely going to hurt him. I mean, if this kid had been healthy the last five years, we wouldn't even be having this kind. Of, but he's just never available. That's the problem, and you're going to look around in spot of signing Odell at that, at that point, then. What are you going to do? You got to let him go because Jason's on the roster for Trey, which his timetable, time um, I'm not sure the timetable the beginning of the season, but I'm not sure where they're at right now. Um, I'm sure they're going to let him rest as much as possible and as needed. So, um, I mean, with the amount of depth that this team has, the amount of defensive linemen that they're going to carry, yeah, uh, I think the uh, defensive there just might not line, be enough room. I I love I know you mentioned it a little bit, Mike, but like I really love this defensive line. Uh I know Dave kind of mentioned that we were lacking a true stud on the interior. I'm gonna politely disagree with that. And I think I'm gonna say we have a, a true stud on that interior. Uh he just really never got to expose or you know show off his full talent just because we really lacked any real talent around him. So he really was ne- never able to showcase what he had. But I think Ed Oliver is a prime candidate to break out this season because you know he's shown glimpses in the past and he's constantly constantly double team the the bills really haven't had a guy who could help him on the inside they really haven't had a pass rush that could support him too and now that they have von miller there too uh and you hear von saying that he's feeding i think was it gunfire and smoke or something something like that to greg rousseau uh, yeah. 
and, you know, saying that Rousseau is a guy who has all of it as far as, you know, size, athleticism, speed. So if some of these guys can just put it together, I think one thing that's really going to help the young, the young guys on defense is going to be finally having a full offseason program because you have to look at guys like A.J. Epineza, Boogie Basham, Greg Rousseau. Their first couple years in the league, they were doing, you know, the virtual uh, meetings. They were doing hybrid stuff. They weren't really getting the full offseason program. So I think another offseason under the belt is can really go a long way for that defensive line. Yeah, and I think, honestly, just something that's not hard enough is just playing around, surrounding yourself with better players makes you a better player. Um, you know, Harrison Phillips was kind of a disappointment in Buffalo, if we're being honest. You know, I know he had the ACL injury, but wasn't the player we thought he was. I started Latule. I, I don't even remember him playing for the Bills, it seems like. Yeah. So bringing it back, Jordan Phillips, who was very good for the Bills, especially oh, that I, one year. I love Jordan Phillips. Like Jordan that... Phillips, and he was really good in Arizona, too. He had, you know, double-digit sacks one year. Daquan Jones, solid in, in uh, Panthers. Um, and then, you know, Shelton from Washington. You know, Washington has so much depth on that D-line. He didn't get, you know, the playing time that he had, but he's going to be a starter in Buffalo, I think. You know, Rousseau and – I think all those players, you know. I mean, Lawson, too, is coming back. I Lawson mean, he, too, he isn't like, the best uh, pass rusher, but I think he's a really good run uh, run defender, especially for a defensive end. Yeah, but but all those all that things being said, though, I, I think that is going to make Ed Oliver, you know, we're going to see a different Ed Oliver this year. We really saw glimpses of it last year, and I remember him coming out of college, you know, the small Houston program, you know, the Aaron Donald projections. I know Aaron Donald. I mean, I remember all time great player. I remember but, before that draft, like everyone had a mocked number one, like number one, up, yeah, number one, number up, two, like the the year before this college season, like everyone had Ed Oliver as the number one overall player, and then like his senior season, like he had some injuries, he had some he like had some disagreements injuries, yeah. with like the the athletic staffs, some weird stuff like yeah. that, but I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's a he's a guy who has size everything. I mean, he everything. I mean, he's only 24. I mean, I, I think that's I feel like he's been there so long, but he's he's only, you know, 24, 25 years old. I mean, you got, got a lot, lot of young guys left. like that on defense that are just primed to break out. I mean, we we talked about a lot about the veterans uh that this team was kind of founded on, but I mean, if you look at the young guys, I mean, just look. I mean, Edmonds, we're still waiting for him to to break out. I mean, at Peneza, he, he really only had that one game against Miami. I've heard he's been decent in training camp. I mean, I guess we kind of just got to wait until, you know, every, you know, we get live in, in game action. But Basham, too. I mean, there's a lot of guys who, if they break out, the this Bills defense can – you know, it was the number one defense in the league last year, but it, I think part of it be was kind of just misleading uh, because of, you know, get, games where they play, where they just completely dominated. Well, back. But I mean, if, if they're able, you know, to finally put it together with some of this defensive, young defensive talent they have on this team, I mean, this defense can really be an elite unit. Well, no, going to Phillips and Lawson, that's, let's see, nine. And a half, six and a half. That's that's sixteen sacks that they brought back. Not as well as they did in the Buffalo scheme, but they just literally brought sixteen more sacks back. Um, Rousseau is going to get a bunch. Uh, Von Miller is going to get some sacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, they think for the first time in a long time, they're actually going to be after the quarterback. Which after the quarterback, the other huge thing that uh, Phillips did for, for us this time when he was here. So um, that's one thing I'm going to be looking for in this first and I don't know how much they're going to play their starters over there. Um, can we stop the big, the best running backs in the league? Because come playoff time, I mean, yeah, you got your game like, uh, which was an amazing game. Who didn't like what Watching that, but you also have games where you're gonna have to stop Derrick Henry. So, uh, can they do that? But uh, fellas, well, I too have. I mean, I, I think that's a big, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was a big reason they completely reworked their defensive line because you look at their starting defensive line last year, Greg Rousseau at Oliver, they're still there. Uh, and then Star Lutulele. Star Lutulele. I thought it was Lutulele, but it's Lutulele. I don't know. Either way, all right. Doesn't play. Star doesn't play. And then Jerry Hughes. Who I mean, I love Jerry, uh, especially oh, for, for sure, his man. time he he put in here on bad teams. I'm I'm always gonna have a, a lot of love for Jerry Hughes, uh, for being part of the team that broke the drought, for being part of the team that kind of big part of that team too. Yeah, yeah. you know, for putting everything together and building the foundations to current Bills football. So I will always have a special place in my heart, especially after we absolutely fleece the Colts and and swapped Calvin Shepard for him straight up. But I mean, Von Miller is a steady, steady upgrade over Jerry Hughes at this point in his career, because I mean, I think Jerry, I think after la I think last season is when he really fell off. I still think 2020, he showed some glimpse glimpses of old Jerry. And I think 2019, he still had a little bit of motor motor as far as, you know, getting off the, getting off the edge. I and think what it quarterback. was is he just we lost, lost the ability depth. to contain. He can't contain. Well, it was, it was loss of depth on the defensive rotation, which I think because he had to play more than he did the previous year. That's why I was so glad they, they brought those two back because now those they rotate that that defense more than anyone up front and i think that it's motor 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 and i think i think they're gonna be coming after the quarterback they're gonna be coming they're gonna be coming they're gonna be coming there's gonna be no stop they have not only just at the d but now they have to also have the defensive one trade it gets back they're gonna be able to rotate they're when when it's Passing down our nickel nominal. So uh, um, I, I'm excited, but guys, I got to head out. I'll do it again soon. All right. Uh, I think this is a, perf a perfect spot to wrap up, anyways, Mike. Uh, all right, Mike, you have a Twitter? Uh, it's, I think it's at Smitty. I mean, I haven't logged into my Twitter already. I'm all right. almost positive it's at Fantasy Smitty, but. All right, you follow guys have a good Fantasy one, man. Smitty. We'll do it again. Follow at Matt988T and follow at NumBillsFan. And thank you guys for tuning in. And go Bills. Thanks, everyone. Bills.